And good morning to the viewers at home uh, that are going to be watching this um, on YouTube. My name is Cleopatra Mahwa and I'm a Sabul alumni. And today uh, we are talking about the fifth annual Sabul human rights that occurred on the 11th of December, 2020. This moot was held virtually because of the COVID-19 pandemic over Zoom platform. And for Sabul, it was the first of its kind because we usually have our moot competitions live with us there with the participants and our justices. And having said that, I am joined by our esteemed justices during um, the moot court. Uh, we have Advocate Bava Essie, who was our Chief Justice, and um, Attorney Musa, who was our Deputy Chief Justice, and Advocate Nobaseraji, who was also our third um, Justice. And good morning. Good morning, Cleopatra. And first of all, I would like to say thank you very much for joining us because I know that as legal practitioners, and I say that with serious seriousness, because you guys are not just legal practitioners, you are like up there. <laughs> but I know that you have very busy schedules. And during this time of the year, this is normally when you are wrapping up your businesses as well, because it's the end of the year, and it's, it's probably most hectic. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out to just make time to come and, and do this not just this interview, but the moot court itself, which was hectic. So thank you so much. We appreciate you very, very much. You're most welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna waste time. Let's get right into it. Let's start with you, um, Advocate Bava. This was the, the first, um, for Sabwell that is, it was the first moot court that we held virtually because of the COVID pandemic. Um, for you, how was the experience it being the, the Chief Justice of a virtual moot? Okay, so this was my second participation in, uh, in the moot courts. My first participation was many years ago where I assisted but did not sit as a presiding officer. I assisted in the presentations and, and preparation. Um, to me, the virtual court has become a reality in our current situation, and I think it's going to persist going forward. Uh, it is a very convenient mode um, of, uh, of communicating. At the end of the day, um, the, the aspects relating to communications via um, video conferencing or being in court is ultimately the ability to communicate. So currently we need to adapt, and this is crucial, uh, in that if we are to adapt and if we are to adapt going forward, uh, the main element and the main or mo most important aspect is whether um, the presentation to a court is compromised by uh, video conferencing. Video conferencing has got its advantages and it's got its disadvantages. Obviously, in this here in, in the Sabal Mood Court, I, um, I thought it went particularly well. I was uh, very impressed um, with, well, firstly, the participants. Secondly, that we were able to communicate at a level which, even if we were present in the same room, we most probably would have had an identical experience. So to me, it was a huge success. 
And I think uh, going forward, I wouldn't hesitate in, in uh, suggesting that other moot courts, where necessary, could be held via video conferencing. It was an absolute hit as, as far as I'm concerned. Mm, and let me take this um, to you, um, Atenu Musa. Did you encounter any specific challenges that you perhaps feel that were related to this being a virtual mood as opposed to you being there physically with the participants under normal circumstances where you can see them? And Well, um, I completely associate myself with um, Advocate Bava's uh, analysis of the um, virtual courts. And I thought it was I thought it was a wonderful experience, and I think it gave the um, participants uh, a wonderful platform to, to, to find their feet in, in, in mood court. Um, but I, I'm a little old fashioned in that way, and I do believe that, um, you know, there is, there, there's, there's a bit of a nuance that one gets um, when you are looking at a person face to face. And 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 I, and I hope that these participants get another opportunity to do it face to face because the the the, the nuances are slightly lost. Um, the, the personal interaction between um, justices and 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 the advocates um, that there's something slightly lost with the virtual courts. That's what that's my opinion. And advocate Nobashiraji and your your experience on on this virtual experience, this climate that we find ourselves in because of COVID. Thank you, Cleopatra. I could not agree more with my uh, fellow justices. Um, we find ourselves having to adapt to this world of technology. Mm. Connection is generally the biggest problem because you find that as ready as you are. Um, when it's time to connect, something goes wrong. And um, I try and get as much as possible, or sometimes the internet goes off, or as it happened in, in one of the matters um, that I was party to, is that um, then they decided to do an, a, a, an upgrade on the network just as I was about to go into court. So now I had to have a backup and a backup plan to make sure that if I get cut off during the arguments, what else can I quickly connect into? So it is a bit of a challenge. However, um, we have to adapt as human beings. And I suppose this is one of the things that, um, that we have to do. But I also agree mostly with um, also um, Deputy Chief Justice um, uh, Musa that there's nothing that's human interaction. There, there is a feel, as much as we enjoy virtual courts, one misses that court feeling. The, the sense of being tense, your colleagues as they're waiting together to move your matters, the quick checking, there are certain things that, that you can't get from the court. However, this is the world that we live in and adapt to, Michelle. Okay, and while I still have you there, when it came to the actual judgment, the decision of the justices was unanimous. Actually, I think it took you guys all of five minutes to deliberate what motivated this decision. I, I believe that we all were in agreement that the level of participation, the, 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 the delivery, the preparation that the participants had engaged in 
um, justified the, the, the decision. Once I'm on that, I must say that I was, this was my first moot court and I was hugely impressed by the level of, of expertise. I certainly at their level was not at the level that they were at. So I definitely do think that this is a great platform with great advantages and it will help them going forward just to prepare. It's not waiting until one has passed the bi exam or the, the attorney's exam before you have figure out what to do in court. At least you've got a sense of the types of questions, the level of difficulty, but mostly the preparation that is required prior to to one appearing in court. Hmm. Advocate Bava, back to you. What was the absolute highlight for you during the moot, the entire moot? Well, um, I, I think the highlight was um, being called upon to try and uh, to, to, to assist with my fellow justices in trying to assess the abilities of individuals to present a legal argument premised on a very factual scenario. And to me, that was uh, an area where we could look at different skill sets that were being presented to us, that uh, different assessments that we had to make, um, and how we as lawyers could add value to individuals who are climbing the ladder of success at this stage um, in, in terms of debating and arguing propositions that are of a legal nature and that will uh, you know, be arguments that they will raise in courts once they become lawyers and practice practitioners. So to me, that was a fundamental aspect where we could interact with, uh, with people who, you know, I always say that, for example, when you walk into a gym, or when you walk into a court, there is a, a very palpable sense of, of achievement, of people wanting to achieve, people striving to give their best. And when you're in an environment where people are striving to give their best, you want to be there because there is a creative um, element, there is a creative um, environment where you step into and with that, not only do you flourish, but you see other people flourishing. And this creation of an environment and entering into an environment where there is this need and want to actually perform at your highest is, I think, a, a, a highlight for me in any, in any given circumstance, and particularly in this one. Did you have any, any frustrations at all? I mean, whether based on network issues or participants themselves <laughs> did you have anything there that made you feel frustrated in any way um not not in the not in this they there are instances where they were but in this instance it all flowed very very seamlessly we did not have any problems and um i think that that was well at a stage i i i got um I, I froze it was right at the beginning something happened on my computer and i was sitting there for 20 minutes before and remember you walked in and you said you want to have things done on time because you are a time person and i had been on on there with speaking with this theme for about um 20 minutes before that and at the time, at the time we were going to launch um uh, i 
um, my computer froze and I, I just didn't know. So that was a bit of a frustration because I'm also a person who's uh, a, a clock watcher. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Attorney Musa, our Deputy Chief Justice, I just want to throw this one your way. How did you feel about the performance of the participants? Did you have anyone that frustrated you a bit when you were asking questions? Did you um, at any point feel like pulling out your own hair? Like, hey, this is what I want to know and you're not answering me. Like any... You know, the the way I approached the whole uh, mood court was, I was, it wasn't, the intention wasn't to um, catch anybody out. It's supposed to be a mentoring and a learning process. Mm -hmm. So um, when I, when the participants were speaking, I, I was just so amazed. I was more amazed. I didn't have time to be angry at anybody. I didn't want to be, because I was so amazed at um, the quality and the, um, the, 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 the tenacity, the preparation that went in with such young, inexperienced people. I mean, I, I, I remember myself 20, 30 years ago, um, when I started out, I had none of, the, none of that confidence. You know, I mean, they, 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 they withstood the kind of questioning that we threw at them. And um, I, was, I was just blown away. There was nothing that I could say that, uh, you know, um, frustrated me in any way. Oh. Advocate Novache, are you still with us? I am certainly. Good, because I have a question for you, ma'am. <laughs> So I need to know, um, obviously you've read the, 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 um, the heads of arguments, you've, um, you've listened to the oral submissions and all that. So I need to know, first let's start with the heads of arguments, which ones impressed you the most? And then in terms of oral arguments, who impressed you the most and why? And I'm asking this because I feel that it's a learning platform for, for law students. And if we go back and we watch that video and I and you've highlighted who impressed you and why, I'm gonna view it with a different eye now when I go back to it, like, oh, so this is what he did right or she did right and so forth, or what impressed the judges and so forth. And your... Uh, to be honest with you, Cleopatra, a lot of efforts went into all the preparations of the heads of arguments and also on the delivery of, 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 of the arguments by, by all the participants. Um, and kudos to all the, all the participants for that. Um, that said, um, I can say that the first respondents, heads of arguments were head and above shoulders in terms of the, the, the level of detail, but not just the detail, the structure in that it was easy to follow. Um, so that, that for me stood out. Uh, and also um, the, the respondent's um, delivery was also, I, I suppose it's guided by, by the heads because if your heads are, are well-structured and they are well-drafted, it helps in the, in the delivery of your argument. So I'd, I'd couple that in and say that that team 
for me went uh, hit, uh, um, it did very well. That said, I also understand that the level of nervousness when you have to appear before not just one justice, but three justices who are practitioners, ah, that is quite difficult. So I understand the level of nervousness that might have been there by some of the participants and where some of the participants got stuck in, in some of the questions that they, were, that they needed to answer. And they felt that they, they were a bit on the tough side. What what makes a good counsel, or rather, what is, in your opinion, that what what's that difference between a good counsel and a bad counsel? I cannot say about the bad counsel, but to make a good counsel, I'd say preparation, 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 preparation. However, that said, as much as you prepare, there is always that curve that just comes out of nowhere, which where you have to now think on your feet and see how, it, how, how you can handle the cave. So my mind would say that it's definitely preparation. I find, for example, what one finds is that the more prepared you are, the more confident you tend to be, and the, the less nervous you tend to be because you've tried to look at as many scenarios as possible. So if any one of those scenarios come up, you find that at least you, you've, you've thought about it. It's something that you've, 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 you've as I've said, you know, it's something that, You've contemplated, but as I said, as well prepared as one can be, there's always that one cave that will come out, which makes you think on your feet. Sure, okay. No, I'm taking notes as you, you know, I'm listening to all of you and I'm busy making notes. Hey, fourth level is tough, so I'm busy jotting these things down. Like, <clears throat> advocate, Baba, you, from the conversations that we've had, um, you are very passionate about plowing back. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that as far as law students are concerned? Yes, I, I, I thank you for that, Cleopatra. I, I think all of us, um, I mean, all the justices, yourself included, we, we, in an environment where I think we want to see people excel and we want to see people other than ourselves excel. And the idea is always, um, that you 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 don't only give, but you I, in giving you receive. This is the most important thing. In giving you receive, and when you go out and you say to somebody, "I have got certain skills in life, but I would like to see you uh, take these skills, use them, and become better than me," and at the end of the day. Uh, thrive uh, or strive to become you know, a, a, a practitioner that we can look, uh, that others can look up to. So, you know, it's always this concept when I've always looked at aspects, people come from different walks of life and different environments. People come from villages, people come from small towns, people come from cities, people come from townships, people come from rich homes, whatever. The environment from which they come does not dictate um, the level of, um, of enthusiasm. So it, it, just because you come from a rich environment doesn't mean that the people will be more enthusiastic than if you come from a lower income area. So when you go and you try and assist somebody and you plow back as your words indicate, you give that person some sort of a mirror against which that person can look at and go back and say, you know what, I'm creating an environment 
that will not only uh, help me in good stead, but will help people around me, my siblings, my environment, my friends, my communities in, in growing. And when we plant those seeds of growth amongst people, we start creating a better generation of people, a better generation of practitioners, a better, better generation that when you walk into court, you have got a decorum and a professionalism that you can be proud of. But if you sit back and you do nothing about it, and then you complain about, look at the standards going down. And I'm not saying that we are upholding standards. What we are doing is to the best of our abilities is trying to contribute what we see as positive elements, as elements of growth that we can contribute to. So in that environment, you create a fundamentally new aspect within a, an individual. And that aspect, that person is able to explore and not only explore for themselves, but just by carrying it out, they pass that on. Because remember, they are observers as well. So if you sit in court, and that is one of the other advantages of, of going to court uh, with the fellow justices, is that you would be sitting in court and watching a, a person demonstrate their skills in front of a judge. And from there, you get to learn. So if we have a part in, in, in enhancing the skill of an individual or individuals, and they are demonstrating these skills in court. The judges get to expect that sort of level. The people who are observing them get to see that that is the level at which we ought to be. And we generally create a better human environment for all of us and a professional environment. So to me, it's a, uh, exploring and like we say it's a two-way street uh, we learn as well and not only the the person who is who is a participant uh, or demonstrating as a lawyer but we as justices learn as well or presiding officers and in that interaction of growth you know the I, I like the saying which says that when you put two minds together in dealing with an issue, you create a third mind. And that is fundamental, is that when you put two ideas and you start molding a different scenario of excellence, you start creating that third mind. And that third mind is one that starts guiding a new, uh, uh, you know, towards a new level. So to me, it's always exciting. Well, thank you for that. And um, Deputy Chief Justice, don't worry, we're almost there. <laughs> um, I just want to know from you, you touched on something about the confidence that the, the participants had in your view. You, you know, they, they looked confident, they had done the work. Um, how important is mooting to you? What would you say to, to a law student that's sitting out there and is watching this and is thinking, shoo, I couldn't do that. What, 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 any words of wisdom there upon the importance of mooting? On what would you say to law students regarding mooting? You know, there's a saying that I like, and it says that the harder you work, the luckier you get. And if you, if you, the more, the, the more practice you have, the better you get at it. So mooting is imperative. Because you get to you you get to um, practice your craft in an environment that's not adversarial, that's not 
build with angst and you can do that in a, in a, in a comfortable kind of a way and learn the tricks of the trade, so to speak. So when you get to do this in real life, you've had the experience, you understand, you understand the mechanisms, you understand the uh, procedure, and uh, you are better prepared for the, the real life action. Okay. And Advocate Raj, any words of wisdom for aspiring legal practitioners out there? Keep on practicing. If you have an opportunity, do go to courts just to observe um, how practitioners, of course, after lockdown, uh, 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 practice. It, it helps a lot. And also nothing beats, as I said, hard work. Um, research, put your head in there and believe that you can do it. And you will. Wow, I am totally inspired. I'm, I'm inspired. And yeah, can the, the next semester begin now? <laughs> Thank you so very much for, for joining us and for letting me pick your brains and put you on the spot and, well, uh, ask you questions that I wanted to know. And I'm hoping that everybody else out there is not going to think I'm selfish. <laughs> But thank you so very much. We appreciate you. And I hope we are going to see you again during the next um, Subworld Human Rights Court Moot. So no one is running away from us. Thank you. We look forward to that. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.